stulti nos infirni nos autem ignobiles. We fools, we weak, we without honor. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We celebrate today the Apostle St. James, the glorious patron of the Kingdom of Spain. And today's Holy Mass is offered for the Kingdom of Spain, and in particular for the intentions of our own dear brother Lucas. The feasts of the Apostles always strengthen us monks in our vocation because the monastic life is the Vita Apostolica, not in the sense of going out and engaging in various works of evangelization, but rather in the sense that we come to the monastery to be with Jesus and to relate to Jesus as the apostles related to him. In this, the monastic life is the Vita Apostolica, the life that the Apostles lived. And I'm very conscious today of the significance of this feast for the brothers who are preparing for profession. Brother Hildebrand, on August 6th, and Dom Elijah and Dom Finian on August 15th. And I'm very conscious that these Feasts of the Apostles, and in particular this year, this Feast of St. James, falling when it does, these Feasts of the Apostles constitute for us an occasion of monastic grace. Why do I say this? Well, looking at the intro, it's taken from Psalm 138. You all know the psalm, we've prayed it hundreds of times. O Lord, Thou knowest me, Thou hast tried me, Thou hast probed me, says the psalmist. Thou knowest my sitting down and my rising up. Or as one of the ancient Latin Psalters puts it, Thou knowest my passion and my resurrection. And I think that the use of Psalm 138 is more than a mere liturgical convention. It's a window into the soul of each one of the Twelve Apostles. And if we open our Bibles, and pray Psalm 138 from beginning to end with this in view. 
by reading this psalm, I am peering into the soul of the Apostle and discovering his relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, the song comes to life. It shines on the sacred page. And so by using Psalm 138 in the introit of this Mass and of so many other Masses for the Feasts of Apostles, the Church is inviting us to go to Psalm 138 and to discover there not only the secret life of the Apostles with Jesus, but the secret of our own life with him. And so, to you, Brother Hildebrand, and to you, Dom Elijah, and even to Brother Dom Finian, who's not here, I say, take up Psalm 138. Enter into it. Let it penetrate you. That's integral to the grace of today's feast. And then, the collect for St. James. It's, it's a remarkable prayer, and it has many levels of application. Uh, the great Catholic uh, interpretation applies it to the whole Church. And there are particular interpretations today, especially the collect may be prayed for Spain. And it becomes quite poignant when it is prayed with this particular application. The collect also must be taken home to where we live, not to some remote place out there where it has some kind of right theoretical application to life, but take it home to where we live here in this monastery. And what do we pray? We beseech thee, O Lord. This translation says, keep and sanctify thy people, but it's not what the Latin says at all. The Latin begins, esto, be Lord, be thou to thy people, sanctificator et custos, the one who hallows the one who keeps safe. Is that not a beautiful prayer? In essence, we are asking God to do the very things that he wants to do for us. God wants passionately to sanctify us and then to keep what he has sanctified unto himself. And so we apply this colleague to our own monastery. Sanctify this, not just the house, sanctify us, this family, and then keep safe what thou hast sanctified. And the collect goes on to say that strengthened by the help of thine apostle James, there's a twofold petition here that comes in this punchline of the collect, that strengthened by the help of the Apostle James, they may conversazione tibi placeat, 
please thee by their whole manner of going about life. It's very inclusive, isn't it? It's, in fact, the same word that uh, Brother Hildebrand will pronounce when he makes his vows, and that Dom Elijah and Dom Finian will pronounce again when they make their solemn vows. This conversatio morum. Um, it means the way one goes about living one's life. And so we ask that we may go about the business of life in such a way as to please God. Behind this phrase, to please God, I hear with the ear of the heart that word of the Eternal Father gazing upon the Son. Behold my Son, the Beloved, in whom I am well pleased. So the monastic vow of conversatio morum is about living in such a way that we are held in the Father's gaze and please him in all things. This is the life of union with Jesus. And the second, this is double petition I said, the second half is equally rich et seguramente deserviat. Now, that deserviat, uh, it's a word with a, with a history. Um, I suppose most people would want to translate it rather baldly as, and serve thee with a quiet mind. Securamente means with, uh, with a mind that is safe, secure, peaceful, at rest. A mind that is at rest. All of the monastic observances are so designed as to foster in us quietness of mind, a certain inner repose. The Greek fathers talk about it, don't they? Ezekiel. Uh, the Latins call it quies. <coughs> this quietness of mind. Everything in our life is supposed to foster this quietness of mind. Of course, our passions and vices militate against having a mind that is uh, at rest, a mind that is quiet, uh, a mind that uh, is peaceful. And this is why the monastic life is also uh, a struggle, at times a bloody struggle, a real combat. Not for nothing do the fathers say that monks walk on the footsteps of the martyrs who come to the monastery not for a quies that is cheaply purchased, not for a kind of spiritual holiday, but for the quies that comes from 
shedding one's blood. To shed one's blood is to die to self. It is to give up one's own will, one's preferences, one's inclinations, and to choose instead to drink of the chalice of the Lamb. And this takes us directly into the heart of today's Gospel. Of course, it is the mother of St. James who figures prominently in this Gospel. In fact, she is, well, I suppose we could call her the star of today's Gospel by putting her question to our Lord. But we mustn't be distracted by the question. We must attend rather to the answer. I think that the Holy Ghost planted the question in the mind of the mother of James so that our Lord would be able to give the answer. And he says, My chalice indeed you shall drink. Calicem quidem meum bibetis. So our Lord sweeps aside the good lady's question about a privileged place in the kingdom. He really turns it on its head and says it's not about privileged places. It's about drinking the chalice that is mine. And what is this chalice if not the chalice that our Lord contemplated in Gethsemane? The chalice of humble obedience unto death. And this takes us to what it really means to be a monk. It is to drink and to drink deeply of the chalice of the Lamb, the pure victim, the holy victim, the spotless victim. And I ask today the intercession of St. James for our three brothers who are preparing, one for his first vows and the other two for their solemn vows, that St. James obtained for them this grace to put their lips to the chalice of the Lamb and to drink deeply therefrom in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost.